is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line on this live Halloween edition of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you, of course, can join us on the phones. Bring up whatever you want. That is the point of the program. Toll-free 800-259-9231. The website, freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, it being Halloween, there are inevitably certain Halloween-related stories that, well, we'll be honest, I mean, they're go-to stories. It, yeah, it is, absolutely. It, <laughs> they're essentially the same every year, I mean, the same sort of topics, uh, but sometimes they do change slightly, and especially in the case of the sex offender situation, they tend to change for the worse. And what, of course, I'm referring to is the fact that in most places in this country, sex offenders, so-called, have some pretty significant restrictions on their freedom on this one particular night of the year. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where people are like, well, I'm not a sex offender, and those people are bad, so whatever happens to them, I really don't care. It's and- unfortunate that people have that attitude, because what we're talking about here are our fellow human beings, some of whom have made mistakes, and most of whom, these sex offenders, are not child molesters. I like to point that out. Uh, and I don't know. I may, and there may be some laws around the country where they only specify the child molesting type sex offenders. But I believe that there are other places where the sex offenders, if you're just considered a sex offender, you can't. There are severe restrictions placed on your freedom, and we'll get into some of those details here in moments. Uh, and I think that's absolutely outrageous. I mean, if you had a, a consensual relationship with a 17-year-old girl when you were 19 and you get caught at it, you become a sex offender for the rest of your life. Does that mean you can't become a 30-something-year-old, have a family, and then give give uh, candy out on Halloween? I mean, apparently it might mean that in some places. Um, the, the the evidence is people believe, people believe, and I would have believed this at one point, that, in fact, sex offenders are, you, you can't do anything with them. Their, their minds are warped, and they'll always be weirdo perverts. And the fact is that sex offenders, uh, I've looked at the numbers, they're less likely to reoffend than perhaps burglars. Hmm. Um, burglars are more, more likely to reoffend. Um, murderers being the least likely to reoffend, just so you know. Gotcha. That's that is good to know, Mark. I well, feel, feel I suspect nice. that's because they keep in prison longer. <laughs> well, let me get into the story here, and then you guys are welcome to chime in with your thoughts or about whatever you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This story is from the L.A. Times, and reporting from Washington, the most disturbing Halloween accessory this year may not be the spider webs hanging off the shrubbery or the door sensor that emits ghostly screams, but a lone jack-o'-lantern displaying the words, "No candy at this residence." About 1,200 violent or child sex offenders on probation or parole in Maryland have been ordered to hang these orange pumpkin signs or plain ones reading, No candy at their residences today. If they don't, the knock at the door will be from an officer of the law. Maryland is one of a growing number excuse me, a growing number of states that are expanding restrictions on sex offenders for Halloween, including required signage and curfews. Wanda Adams, field supervisor at their Department of Parole, says, We thought it would be helpful not just to our children, but to our offenders. This is a holiday where individuals are out and about in constant contact with people they don't know. That doesn't happen on a normal basis throughout life. I mean, I guess maybe a little extra, but if you've got a kid and you're uh, you're taking them out and they're going out trick-or-treating and you're concerned about sex offenders, why don't you just go with your kids? Well, that's what they do. I mean, it's, you mean it, good parents? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not saying you're a bad parent if you send your kid out. It depends on the age. But depends on the age, sure. Have you ever seen a story of a kid getting kidnapped on Halloween? No. Most of the scary stories in regards to Halloween usually have something to do with the poisoned candy or an apple with razor blades in it, and that stuff's bunk for the most part as well. well it, it, it is bunk. Uh, we've, we've looked through, and the, there's apparently not a single story ever of an apple with a, uh, um, with a razor blade in it. Right. So. I think that you, on a Halloween Eve, or not, I guess Halloween Eve is an inappropriate term, Halloween night, the most dangerous thing to your health is cars. I, I believe that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> that's what you got to be concerned about, not some weirdo mol- molesting your kid. And if you're that concerned about that, accompany them. Anyway, continuing the story here. It's a holiday where individuals are out and about constantly contacting people where they don't, that they don't know. It's just a prime time for our offenders to be accused of involvement in something. Other states, such as Indiana and Missouri, also require some registered sex offenders to hang signs on Halloween. In years past, officials in New Mexico have asked signs, uh, have asked signs, they're just asking, Mark, uh, that explicitly say, sex offender lives here. This year, Louisiana lawmakers try to talk about, uh, you know, trying to put something behind you, trying to move on with your life, and then every single year of your life, because most of these sex offender programs go on pretty much for life. In many places. So can you imagine that every single year, you know, you, you move to a new place, you're hoping to get a new start on life, and then you're told some cop shows up and says, you got to hang this on your door today, sir. You know, it'd be one thing if it was uh, if, if if it was the offenders on parole, but a lot of them are just you know, they've, they've completed all their sentences, mm-hmm. and now they've got to not, you know, hand out col- uh, trick-or-treat candy. This year, Louisiana lawmakers prohibited some convicted sex offenders from wearing masks at Halloween, as well as during Carnival just before Mardi Gras. Hmm. That's pretty outrageous. So you don't even get to you don't even get to have any fun. You can't even walk around wearing a mask. Why? What is the point of this? They're just picking on these people. None of these things keep children safe. They don't do anything to keep kids safe. I suppose they could demand the sex offenders have to stay in their homes, and I believe some places have done that, too. But otherwise, how do you know that sex offender isn't out walking around molesting kids? The idea that... uh, (laughs) Just the whole idea that sex offenders are more likely to offend on Halloween? That's when kids are with their parents. 800-259-9231. In California, where the program is known as Operation Boo, and other states, officials, uh, or in California and the other states, officials will conduct nighttime checks on sex offenders to make sure they're in their homes without costume and candy and with the outside lights turned off to discourage trick-or-treaters. So, what does that mean? Does that mean that police can come in and check your entire house? H- how far are they allowed to look for the candy? Can you, do the cops just get to poke their head in the door and see if you got the bowl of candy by the front door? Or do they get to go in, check the kitchen out, look upstairs in the bedroom just to make sure you didn't stash that bowl of candy somewhere where the cops wouldn't see it? What, what level? I mean, if you are somebody who is one of these registered sex offenders, and I don't necessarily mean, I mean, I guess they're saying here that in, in Washington it's violent and child sex offenders that are on probation that they are targeting. Now, apparently the violent ones are, I don't know. I guess violent ones are more likely to mess with kids. They're, I think they're just making crap up. But if you've been in a situation like this, if you've been on this sex offender probation, what has it been like for you? 
Can the cops just come in and search your entire house? Are they only allowed to do that on Halloween? Or can the cops just come in on, you know, May 1st on a whim and search your house? Is this something they can do only for a short period of time? Or can they do it for as long as you are considered a sex offender? Just curious. Would love to know how this works. Uh, So they'll be checking on the sex offenders. And a few states have taken the programs even further, of course, because it's a constant uh, contest to see who can can offend more people or who can... uh, who can destroy more freedom, I guess. Texas, for example, say, uh, according to them, they say some sex offenders will even be rounded up. They will go and they will just detain you. In some cases, they've expanded. I'm surprised that that, I mean, uh, th- that's the most surprising of them all to me. In some cases, expanded efforts have provoked lawsuits and others laughter. In Missouri, American, the American Civil Liberties Union and four unidentified sex offenders sued state government bureaucrats this year over Halloween restrictions that cover re- registered sex offenders, including those no longer on probation or parole. On Monday, a federal judge ruling the language was too vague threw out part of the law that banned sex offenders from all Halloween-related contact with children and required them to stay inside unless they had a just cause to leave. You are a prisoner in your own home if you're a sex offender. And it's all based on a whim. It's all based on whatever these bureaucrats arbitrarily decide. You you got out of jail, but you're not really out of jail. And, and you know, that's that's one thing that I've always sort of thought about. Um, you know, in, in this country, you're supposed to be able to make your mistake, pay your debt, and... You know, start a new life for yourself. That would it would seem to me that to be that's the right thing to do, not to punish someone indefinitely. Plus the fact that that's not the punishment that was set down by the judge. For well, any guess of what? these guys, even though the Supreme Court or the federal court threw that particular provision out about forcing them to stay inside, the U.S. Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a stay, so they have to stay inside. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Halloween edition of the program. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam, all free. If you head over to listen.freetalklive.com, that's listen.freetalklive.com. If you're remodeling your kitchen or bath, now you can purchase knobs and poles at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. You can save $10 on your order by using code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly, ner- friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and poles at internobs.com. All right, as we continue here, uh, your calls don't have to be Halloween-themed done, uh, tonight or anything like that, but we did start out the show by talking about the situation that many sex offenders are in tonight across the country where various different local and state regulations are essentially locking, in many cases, locking these men in their homes. Uh, and I suppose there's some women, but mostly men. Locking these people in their homes, telling them they, uh, they're they not allowed to go out. They're not allowed. In fact, we've got to hear a little bit. Here's a little bit from New Jersey. This is what New Jersey is going to be requiring. Their state parole board is hoping to put communities at ease. 
because, oh, gosh, everyone's just so worried about all those sex offenders out There's, running around. Well, there, there are a lot of parents out there that are, in fact, worried about um, sex. You know, they're worried about well, these kind of things. It's nonsense. You know, I, there's no reason in wor- there's no reason to worry about these things. You either take the necessary steps in order to help your kids understand how to deal with uh, with a situation with a, some creepy guy. You take your kids' lives in your um in, in in your hands in their um you know in your hands every time you put them in a car. They're yeah. far more likely to die in a car wreck than they are to be kidnapped by some person that you don't know. If if your kid doesn't understand the idea of not getting into cars with strangers, if he doesn't understand the idea of even if the stranger says he's lost his puppy, you know that sort of stuff, then your kid's too young for you to be leaving them alone. You need to be around them if you are concerned about this stuff you need to be there supervising whether it's on a playground or whether it's on halloween or whatever and i you know i don't want to sound like i'm lecturing people but why are you so worried about this there was a great episode of penn and teller i think i uh, was about it was about how these parents are just so darn scared maybe it was john stossel anyway i get they, i get it mixed up but the, these parents out there are scared of really nothing I mean, the odds of something well, happening to your kids the are odds, slim to nothing. The odds are very slim. Um, I mean, if you happen to be one of those parents, uh, yeah, that it stinks. It stinks. It's a crappy, yeah. crappy situation to be in. But it, you know, the odds are infinitesimal. I think more important. Your kid's going to get struck by lightning, more likely. I, I think that the bigger issue here is sort of the, the the rule of law and the expectation that the government will act the way it's supposed to. Many of the people added to these sex offender registries and. Are Required to, uh, you know, obey these rules, weren't convicted. Uh, were convicted before these rules went into play. You know, it's. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't complain too much about the fact that. Uh, you know, as part of my sentence, I'm not allowed to carry a gun um, or own a gun because I'm a convicted felon because that rule came into play before I was convicted. I guess I, I right. sort of knew that. Um, now, they didn't mention it at the trial. It wasn't part of my sentence or anything like that. But, you know, to bring these rules about after some, uh, you know, that, that occurs ex to me, facto, it's, it, it's, it's sort of that way. I mean, ex post facto doesn't entirely describe it, but... It, it's you know that's wrong. It's it's wrong to take a man who's uh, no longer on probation. He you know he made it through um, prison. He made it through probation. He's a free guy now. If he's on probation and they want to give him these kind of rules, I, I guess I don't have a problem with that. He's on probation. Um, it might be a silly rule. However, many of the rules on probation are silly, and that's kind of the way probation goes. Well, I have a problem with the, the whole system in general. I agree. I, I think that people need to be paying restitution to their victims, and we don't see that in the government system. But as an, that's just an aside. And here's the rest of the story about New Jersey uh, real briefly, and then we'll actually go to New Jersey and talk to someone there. Their state parole board is hoping to put communities at ease by imposing a curfew on some 2,200 sex offenders it supervises. The offenders must be indoors by 7 p.m. on Halloween evening and cannot answer their doors if trick-or-treaters come calling. The rules also bar them from attending parties where there are children and from taking any children, including their own, out Hmm. trick-or-treating. So, hey, kids, sorry that daddy had a, you know, he had a problem when he was younger. Sure, he hasn't done anything in the last 30 years. Now he's in his 50s, uh, and he wants to take you kids out because your costumes are just so great, and he's dad, and that's what dads do with their kids. Well, not this dad. Your dad had a problem 30 years ago, kids. Sorry. I have a friend who's in this um, situation. 
Um, he, you know, something, I don't know the story as to what happened, but it's my understanding that there was a young girl involved when he was in Mm -hmm. his late teens or early twenties, uh, you know, as uh, it has happened so many times, some other state. And now he's a sex offender and he has, I, I, I assume if it's Florida, he has all these problems and it's really, it's a shame. I mean, here's a guy that's, you know, he didn't even do any time, but he's got all these problems. 1-800-259-9231. So that's what some people are dealing with tonight, and it's absolutely outrageous in this so-called land of the free that people are treated this way. Many people take take their, you know, uh, they they plea bargain with the expectation that they'll get whatever it is that they're they're plea bargaining for. So, you know, you plea bargain for three years probation for uh, having sex with a 15-year-old girl or something like that. And then you find out, after you've taken the plea bargain, what... The deal is. Mm. So, oh. you know, the three years is over. You're 24, 25, 26. You'll be a sex offender, but that doesn't necessarily You're mean that people know what that means. You're a sex offender for the rest means. of your life. You have to – they may not even know that. Yeah. Um, and th- these rules came about after – my friend was uh, convicted, so he's he, now he's got to register wherever he goes. He's got he's, so he's on sad. he's on websites, and it, it's just it, he's got his own kids. He's got a wife. He's got a family. He just wants to, to live a normal life. I mean, does anybody out there support this, uh, especially in a situation where you're dealing with a, some of the, someone like your friend, Mark? I mean, somebody who is trying to make their life something and turn around and move ahead and move on. Should they have to deal with all these mandates and demands? 1-800-259-9231. The other question that um, one needs to ask when they're answering that question for themselves is, because many people say, yeah, you know, I don't really care what happened. Sex offenders did bad stuff, and they should have known, or or whatever, whatever their um, excuse is. What they need to ask themselves is, do you want to put some guy who's trying to do the right thing do you want to put him in a scenario where it makes it that much harder for him to do the right thing? He probably has internal struggles. I don't know exactly. Um, do you want to, 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 to tip the scales, as it were, make it that much more difficult for him to have a good job, to live a normal life? Yeah, I make mean, him if depressed. He feels, if he feels ostracized en- uh, enough, what do you think he's going to do? Where do you think he's going to go with that? Right, if he can't create regular social relationships with other people? I'm just saying. I mean, it it seems to me that a, a guy does his time, he he does his probation, that he's ready to he's moving on. He hasn't committed no crimes. That that guy should be able to operate like a normal individual. He and should be able to own a gun. He should be able to take his kids trick or treating. The excuse of all of the excuse, the reason supposedly for all of these restrictions on these guys is that, well, there are some bad people out there, and we need to help protect kids and help protect families and and set moms' and dads' minds at ease. But look, just because some people are worried about what might happen to their kids doesn't mean that you should be able to destroy somebody's freedom. Right. There's, there's, um, you know, agoraphobics out there. Should we, uh, isn't that open places? Should we make all places closed? I mean, (laughs) just because some maniac has some silly, silly idea of what might happen, it's it's It's, ludicrous. It is. Take care of your kids and pay attention to them. They'll be all right. Laura and I um, took Jack trick-or-treating tonight at the local mall um, so we could go around and see the kids with uh, the costumes. What if they had done this to any convicted felon? I wouldn't be able to take Jack trick-or-treating. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you uh, don't have a will or a living, uh, excuse me, a, a living will, you need to get those things done. You can go do them right now at LegalZoom.com. Your family needs these things. Uh, if if you die and you don't have a will, your stuff goes to the state. They decide. Where, they decide where it goes and who gets it, and it can be in probate for years. Get a will. Um, if you've got a kid, you need this. If you've got a wife. You need it. Uh, LegalZoom.com. It's fast and easy. I did it. And you can save $10 off your order with uh, the code FTL. LegalZoom.com. We go to your phone calls. Alex is on the line in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Um, The 5th of November is coming up, uh, as V for Vendetta would uh, have it. And I decided to make a T-shirt that I was going to wear to school on that day. And I'm using a, a website called Zazzle. And what they do is they allow you to create T-shirts, and you get a 10% commission. Mm. I've decided to create a certain T-shirt and uh, donate all of my commissions to Free Talk Live. Oh, well, that's awfully nice of you. What's the shirt going to be? The shirt is going to say that I do not support the troops on the front, and on the back it says military men are paid killers. Oh, boy, that's going to start a fight. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have fun oh, yeah. with that one. <laughs> so well, you're wearing this so on – why are you wearing this on November 5th? Uh, because it's um, in V for Vendetta, they make a big deal about uh, the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason, and plot. Mm-hmm. No reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Uh, and it's basically about a guy who, uh, Guy Fox, who was going to uh, dismantle the government with a gunpowder treason, etc. So, and it, it it means a lot. And it V for Vendetta in general represents resistance to the state. Yeah, I don't know if your shirt is really. I mean, to to critique the shirt, I don't know if it's really demonstrating resistance to the state as it's much as it is uh, demonstrating, you know, wanting to incite something. Yeah, iconoclasm. It's well, it's certainly iconoclastic. You, you may be you in you a may very, very exciting well, way. You may very well be able to uh, to start a conversation on this. Uh, I I don't know if it's the, you know, the the fact is you're not going to be able to start a conversation where you'll be able to talk to somebody about, uh, you know. Uh, the military being a bunch of paid killers, unless you wear a T-shirt like this. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't from. wear this T-shirt. I'm, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not going to say that either. I, mean, I wouldn't say that Jesse here in Keene shouldn't burn the uh, the U.S. flag uh, I, I coming am. up on Monday. But, you know, I, I do understand that when you do things like that, there's a good chance somebody's going to get kind of upset. And those kind of people are more than likely to kind of boil over, if you know what I mean, and possibly get violent. So I'm just, just trying oh. to prepare you man or what you oh, might I, I, encounter i know that what uh what possible consequences could result from i mean, my I mean jesse here in keen is he's going to have cameras and people around him you're going to be all by yourself wherever it is that you go i mean there may be a bunch of people around but you don't necessarily have nobody's really got your back do they uh, well, I, I do have some friends. Um, That's in, good. in fact, they're all going to be wearing the 9-11 T-shirt that I was forced to take <laughs> off. They're going to be wearing that that day. That's good. You know, have you considered actually wearing a Guy Fox mask to uh, school? No, I have not because uh, mas- I don't like masks in general just because I don't like the way they feel. And there's a huge 
school policy against them. Not that I really really? care. It's just I I like to be able to see who's around me in case anyone's coming around behind my back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I see where you're coming from on that. I didn't know they had an anti-mask policy at school, though. That's interesting. Yeah, they they need to make sure that kids aren't uh, sneaking into school or up from other towns. So uh, we I had see. a big problem with that. But uh, if I'm going to post a link to the the order page on the BBS, and then I get two dollars and ninety cents for each shirt bought, and all that? of it will go to Free Talk Live. That's nice of you. Say well, thank you, and I wish you good luck. Let us know what happens. Okay. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Alex. Good night. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue, and we'll talk to uh, Dan, listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Dan? Hi. How you doing, Ian? Just I'm, great. Uh, glad to get through to you. Here you are. What's uh, on your mind tonight? Uh, the uh, the whole thing with the, the sex offenders, um, I, I see a, a, a few motivations for it and from the powers that be. All right. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the big motivations, I think, is 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 to reverse the relationship where, you know, the individual should be controlling the government. They want to reverse that so that the government controls the individual. This is a perfect way to do that. And uh, it, it also is, uh, you know, it it it's, it's kind of emblematic of the breakdown of the family that that is also being helped along by many many different policies that you know the the family's broken down so a lot of times kids have to be off by themselves because parents are off uh working so that they can mm, be yeah. sure to be able to pay their taxes and uh, and so the you know the, the, the they don't want people to have a strong family community or, you know, structure that will support them. They want them to go to the government for everything. Right. Mommy, why. government is looking out for you. Don't worry. We'll keep the sex offenders in their home so your kids can go out by themselves. You can stay at the convenience store and work, that kind of thing. Exactly. And, you know, and, and, gotcha. uh, and, and, you know, and, and it doesn't really matter to, to the powers that be that, in fact, you know, most of these guys are not the type of of, of sex offenders that is incorrigible. They, they, many, most of them are are guys like we described there that were 19 and they did a 17 year old. Well, now hold on a second. Is that true? Because in in one article, I mean, I I speculate and I say it must be true in some places, but I don't know for sure because in the article that we started the show with, they said it was only child and violent sex offenders. Now, of course, they don't define what they mean by child. So by child, do they mean what sometimes is meant and that anybody under 18 or by child, do they mean anybody under 12? And what jurisdiction are you speaking of? Oh, oh, the uh, the article I was talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pull it up again. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Washington. Wherever you go, right? It's Washington. Uh, you know, there's, yeah. there's a there's a guy. Uh, I don't know. I saw it. What was it on? Maybe 2020 or something like that. There, mm-hmm. That uh, was you know he was 19 and he uh, had a 16 year old girlfriend and and uh, and the, the mother got mad at the daughter. And she went and reported the guy, uh, and 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 now those two are actually married and have children. Right. But he's still a registered sex offender. And uh, but is he a child sex offender? Is is uh, yeah, well, statutory I mean, rape know, considered a child the sex offense? If somebody under eighteen is a child, I don't know. I, I know I that know there what... are certainly laws that implicate that and that define it that way. But I'm just wondering how widespread that is, or I mean, are we only talking about the people that have been diddling little boys and girls under the age of puberty? 
puberty, or are we talking about somebody who's been having consensual sex with a teenage girl or boy? Ian, we're talking here about the the whims of bureau, bureaucratic. No, I, I don't agree with it either way. I'm just curious as to what the details yeah, yeah. are. I, you know what I mean? I, the, the fact is is that the only way to deal with those kinds of issues is at a community level. You've got to know who they are, and you've got to, they've got to know they're being watched by the, the neighborhood. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, you know, that can be troublesome to figure that out. But, I mean, if people really get to know their neighbors, which is, you know, basically doesn't happen anymore. You know, you make a little too much noise and immediately they're calling the cops. They don't mm-hmm. even give you a ring or knock on your door to let you know they're being bothered by you. You know, so I mean, you know, like I said, it goes back to this whole thing of of the nanny state saying, well, uh, right. you know, we'll take care of everything and, you know, you don't need to worry about anything. Right. But the, you know, and the other thing about, and I think it deserves mentioning since we've been talking extensively about the whole idea of this, these so-called sex offenders, I think that parents need to remember that whoever it is out there that's listening that's worried, oh my God, there could be sex offenders around every corner. Well, wait a minute, let's recall for one moment here that the government sex offender program only outlines those sex offenders, so-called, who have been caught by the system. You, you Your kids, if you want to be concerned or if you want to be worried about who might be molesting your children, look no further than Uncle head over there or whoever okay, somebody in your family you have the husband or the boyfriend or whatever thank you by the way dan for the call tonight look no further than that because that's most frequently what happens somebody who's really close to you more on the way you take control this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Halloween edition. You can bring up anything, 800-259-9231. I don't know. Do, do other talk show hosts take Halloween off? They probably don't, do they? I suspect not. Yeah, well, anyway, we're here. We'll take your calls about anything. That's the point of the program. 1-800-259-9231. Of course, we still have the obligatory Hell House story still to come here tonight. Uh, always kind of cover the same old stories every Halloween because they're always fun. But actually, there's a, uh, a new sort of version of the Hell House a new Christian-themed uh, haunted house sort of thing has uh, it has appeared on the scene. I'm and yeah, we will uh, we'll talk about that. But first, we go to Tim in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tim. Tim, Pennsylvania. Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? I had two things. Uh, the first thing was actually a 9/11 thing, but I'll just take a second. I just wanted to say that I think that everything that happened. Was just as the news said. I listened to a podcast today <clears throat> from the 28th, and the guy was going on and on about stuff. And I just think that terrorists hijacked the plane, went to the Pentagon. That's how it happened, you know. But and <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, my my second thing was I wanted to know um, your and Mark's thoughts on the economy and what your take was on that and how it affects um, you know you guys at all or. Just well, are you talking about this supposed around. downturn in the economy? Yes. Well, I have to say that I don't notice it in, in my life, and I've heard from other people around here in Keene, uh, New Hampshire, where we do the show from, that it hasn't really been too noticeable for them. Julia, uh, my girlfriend, works at a, a uh, she works at Panera, and she told me that their business is up. Uh, she speculates that the reason for it is that people are not, they're not going out to eat at sit-down kind of service-style restaurants as much now, and okay. they're instead spending that money on uh, sort of 
more, I guess, uh, fast food like Panera would be. I guess Panera's sort of upper crust fast food. But, uh, but so, I mean, if that's what this recession is, if it's people cutting back from eating out five times a week to eating out three times a week and only eating out of Panera, it doesn't really sound like that big of a depression at, 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 at this point. So I think what you're probably dealing with more so than anything else is uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. I think what you've got here is the media that is essentially mirroring what people are saying, and that is that, oh, there's a recession, there's a recession. And so if everybody believes that there's a recession, and there may very well be, I mean, certainly inflation plays a role where the government is printing out new money and, uh, you know, helping destroy the economy and the value of the dollar, that's, that certainly plays a role. I don't want to say that there's nothing going on, but at the mm-hmm. same time, if people keep telling themselves, there's a recession, then people aren't going, you know, they're going to believe that, they're going to cut their spending as a result of that on whatever it is they might have been spending money on. And then if people cut their spending, then the businesses aren't doing the business they were doing, so they're going to have to cut jobs, and then people will cut spending because they lost their jobs. And it really does create – it's a problem that sort of creates itself to some extent as, as people continue to propagate the ideas. Mark, your thoughts? Well, um, as far as the business of Free Talk Live, the, the economy really hasn't had too much of an effect. There have been some advertisers that have left, but um, some advertisers that have come on board, you know – I I, I haven't. We haven't seen a real hit from that. Maybe we would have grown more. I don't know. It's difficult to uh, to, to to gauge what might have happened. Well, I can tell you this, Mark, that uh, the AMP program, which is of course Free Talk Live's way of allowing the listeners to help sort of uh, promote this program and get on more radio stations and and put Free Talk Live in more ears. You'd think that might be kind of an indicator. Uh, well, I mean, because we have seen in the past where people who have been amping they will fall on hard times financially and they'll they'll quit amping because they're looking at their credit card statement and they're they're looking for stuff they can knock out on a monthly basis. Okay, well, you know, I don't need to do this every month. I don't need to do that. And so AMP has got to be one of those things that's high on people's list as far as things that they don't really need to be doing with their money. And so they could knock out three, four, three or five or ten bucks, depending on how much they're amping. And save that much money every single month. But I have not heard anybody really cite economic factors to an to an unusual extent recently i mean there's always somebody who you know just uh, broke up with their girlfriend or got got fired there's always somebody who's in that situation but no more so now than it was a year or two or three years ago so i i haven't seen any indicators there and you'd think that there would be some sort of t- uh, telling indicators there um yeah I, I hadn't heard that that side of it but that's definitely uh something to think about it's, uh it definitely sounds pretty pretty well thought what do out. you think tim um, well, I, I know friends of mine, people, you know, they said, you know, they couldn't get a job. It's been hard to get a job. I know my own my own father, he retired from a, he was a principal at a school for 25, 30 years. And he just recently stopped doing that, and he was trying to get a job and found it very, very difficult. Well, now, uh, hold on a second. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. When, when, this is always, whenever somebody says they've try, they're trying to get a job and they're having a tough time, I always have to wonder – He's trying to get a job being a principal, right? He's trying to get a job in no. sort of the area he's trying to get. He used to have a job. No, actually, actually, he wasn't. He actually settled for like a, a minimum wage type type of deal. Good um, for him. He, so wait, did he yeah, get that job, or did he say to himself, "I'm willing to take minimum wage, and I still can't find a job"? He did take the job, but he's definitely. G- continuing to look like it's just something to work are you exaggerating when you say minimum wage do you actually mean a low paying job or a minimum wage job the one job he has literally is minimum wage and the other one would be somewhere around like eight but i mean he's definitely he's a diligent you know he's not going to sit around you know uh but he's definitely going to get something else but it has been tricky now i'm 
trying to figure out if that's the area he's in because it's like a small town, that kind of thing. So, but I, I know that I was, in my mind, it was the economy that was the uh, deciding factor as far as him not being able to get a job. People saying, you know, we're not hiring right now due to the economy and sure. all that kind of stuff. Oh, those and are I real. Know- I, I don't want to make it sound like it's not happening. It's happening. Yeah. I was just suggesting the reason might be more so because we believe that it's happening. And so yeah. we, we act accordingly, and those actions translate into more of it happening. Well- one one thing that's a reality with the economy is that uh, banks aren't lending as much as they used to. I, I can tell you that I, I was looking at getting a uh, small mortgage or a home equity loan or that kind of thing, and I can't do it because, well, I own my own business and have been owning my own business for you know the last only the last two years or hmm. something like that, and I don't report a great deal of income because you know we're still trying to get this bur- this uh, plane off the ground. So, um, yeah, banks aren't loaning the way they were. There was a time when I could get a mortgage with a heartbeat. That's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I believe me, I have one of those. <laughs> but, um, you know, so so businesses would like to have that money um, as far as cash flow purposes, be able to get loans, and they can't get yeah. them as easily as they used to. So mm-hmm. people are tightening their belt. That's a reality, and that has to do with sort of the banking crisis. I don't know if the government is going to have any success in uh, unraveling this with their, their little <laughs> scheme with $700 billion. The thing is, is I'm not gonna. I, I I think there's smart people on both sides of the equation. You can't say that there's a free market solution that um, says the government should stay out of it or be involved in it because it's not a free market system. The the federal and nor was it the Federal Reserve system isn't free market. It hasn't been free market since 1913. It wasn't a free. I mean, if you're talking about money, then it was more free right, market than right. It certainly wasn't more so. Free market. And and at that time, you know, money should be con- you know sh- should not even be controlled by the government at all. Uh, people should be exchanged goods and <laughs> yeah, goods That'll and be the services. day, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, people want to blame this uh, reset, the, you know, this recession, this banking crisis, all that stuff on the free market, and it's 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 very much an inaccuracy. Any other thoughts, Tim? Um, I, I was going to mention that the uh, definitely the um, stock market is, you know, a lot of stocks have gone down. I have friends who are investors. Um, I have an uncle who's a banker, and some of them are like millionaires. They definitely know how to invest pretty well. And I talked to them about it and they said that, you know, the market's going to come back up. That's how it, that's how it always works out. But I know for a fact, like, you know, GM has gone from, from $43 a share down to four in the last year. I mean, that's, mm. Never well, the, the market will come back. I mean, I mean, and I mean the market that, in general. That, if GM's uh, indicative of some additional problems, that's just not not just the the uh, the Wall Street. I G- mean, GM, yeah, yeah, G G Mac and that stuff, their credit. They wouldn't loan out and all. That. Yeah, I know that that is definitely a factor. Well, too, and and they, their business was built on SUVs for quite some time, you know, and yeah, and Americans uh, were you know facing a, a a gas crunch. I think that, you know, that that pretty much that's over for now. Gas prices will probably go down for a while, then they'll go up some more. But uh, you know, if they had been making some smaller cars, and that's just it's business, you know. Right, and the market will always bounce back, but it would be better if the government would just stay the hell out of the way, Legal let the uh, and let whatever is built up and ready to happen happen, instead of trying to delay it so it just builds up even more. And that way, when it does happen, the uh, the, the the consequences are that ever the ever that much more disastrous. Uh, but unfortunately, they won't do that because they can't possibly uh, let their fingers get out of this particular situation. So I would uh, recommend getting some gold and some silver or some silver or both and 
I don't know, getting some food. I need to get some food, Mark. I don't have enough canned food. I feel like I need more. All right, well, thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. What are you seeing for? Just because you've got a guy that is, you know, living on your property full-time, tending a farm for you, uh, doesn't mean the rest of us shouldn't be prepared, right? Not at this point, but um, I think it's a good idea to have some canned food in the house. I'm just, it, it, it amuses me to hear, uh, uh, you know, people, the liberty types talk like, uh, talk like uh, crazy libertarians. <laughs> I've got some gold and an AK-47 buried in the backyard. Plenty of canned food. And I'm My ready. AK's upstairs, I'm ready for man. whatever comes. I'm not burying that thing. 800-259-9231. What if they come around confiscating the guns? Man, that wouldn't be good, would it? I'm you definitely not going to answer the door. Right there? More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Our number two is coming up. Ammo's a good thing to have, too. Even if you don't have a gun, you could trade ammo for stuff. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Men, are you urinating more frequently? Do you wake up to urinate? Now be honest, is your sex drive what it used to be? Don't ignore the warning signs. Prostate problems begin around age 40, and by 60, one out of every two men will have these symptoms, and they do not go away. Take Superbeta Prostate. It has 3,000 times more concentration of the key ingredient in saw palmetto. It's so powerful, you'd have to take 100 saw palmetto capsules in order to get the same health benefits of one Superbeta Prostate. Try it risk-free for 30 days and give your prostate the nutrition it needs. For a risk-free trial of Beta Prostate, call 1-800-246-6204. That's 1-800-246-6204. With Super Beta Prostate, you get results or you get your money back. Call 1-800-246-6204. That's 1-800-246-6204. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com as we launch here in hour number two of the program. Your calls are the primary element. Otherwise, we'll talk about what we want. And, of course, since it is the Halloween edition of the program, well, we'll have some Halloween themes to some of the stories. And, Mark, coming up, you're going to tell us... The top 10, is it? I actually got the top 20, but we can talk about whatever you'd like. We can do top 20. That's fine. Nobody's calling in. We might as well do the top 20. Uh, Halloween costumes. Now, is this both female and male? Yeah, it's mixed. I I like to get... uh, There's a lot of sort of loaded Halloween uh, stories out there. I mean, there's retailers that sell stuff that tell you their most popular Halloween costumes. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Uh, This is from the National Retail Federation, and I, I like their list, and I've used it every year. All right, good. Pull that up. I just before we get into that, I want to say hello to our brand newest affiliate, KFLD, in Pasco, Washington. Uh, so welcome aboard to listeners of KFLD. They're located, as you know, if you're listening, at AM 9, or excuse me, AM 870. Shame on me. AM 870, KFLD, on board for, and this is interesting, Mark, KFLD, normally our stations that take the show, uh, they we've got a bunch of Saturday-only stations, and we've got some weekday stations, and we've got some six-night-a-week stations, but it's very, this is kind of an unusual thing that KFLD is doing. They're taking our Friday and Saturday show. 
Right. And they're blocking them together in one overnight six-hour-long block. So they're recording Friday, they're recording Saturday, and then they're blocking them together early Sunday morning. This is Pacific time, noon, or excuse me, uh, midnight to 6 a.m. It's going to be just a six-hour block of Free Talk Live. There's going to be a lot of people driving home from a party or, or going out on a Saturday night that just, they don't know what they're hearing. <laughs> so welcome aboard. Uh, you're going to hear something a little bit different on this program. It is not your typical uh, conserva clone or liberal talk close. radio. Uh, so listen, and you'll get the hang of it after a good period of time. And so, hey, if you're an insomniac in Pasco, Washington, welcome aboard. Right, and we don't do this show to incite people. We don't do it for the purpose of taking a position that's opposite what we hear on the radio or anything like that. Our positions are are consistent. They're pro-freedom. Every issue, every time. Sometimes uh, Ian and I will uh, kind of, you know, hash out the the differences differences between small government and no government. But like, I still am not sure about this whole voting thing, Mark. I keep going back and forth on it. I mean, you guys had me convinced the other night, and I just keep thinking, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can. I, I'm fighting with myself inside over this at this point, and I, I think not voting is coming. They're winning at this point. It, it just, it's, but it's pointless, Ian. Voting is pointless. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Just about. I understand voting uh, to be pointless from the, uh, the the point of view of the national election. But when you're looking yeah. at a, on a local election where it really isn't pointless, I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I can live with endorsing the system like that. And I certainly don't want to enforce my way upon somebody else. So I mean, if somebody wants to continue propagating the yes, system, but they're enforcing. Upon but the fact that they're voting is enforcing their way on you. So you have to vote. But in that's order- why I want to vote by not participating. It, in it's, the like, system. it's like being stuck in a fencing match and saying, I shunt fence, but I, and I the see guy wh- stabs you. I see where you're coming from there, Mark, but I think people should just opt out completely. I you, think people I think should... That, fine. I would love it if people wouldn't vote. Not to not to say that they wouldn't put a uh, some bureaucrat in that position. They'd just appoint someone anyway. Let them appoint them. What I'm talking about is people should vote with their feet, not literally, but I mean vote by not going to the voting polls, not participating in the system, withdrawing themselves, not sending uh, you know the, the money that they demand to them uh, and completely well, tell, tell me about this. Tell me about this world. Tell me about this town of Keene where you managed to convince somehow every man, woman, we and child. We don't need everybody. We only need a few people. Oh, oh, yes, you do. You need everyone not to vote in order to get what you're talking about here. To, to, no, I'm talking about people opting out of the system on an individual basis. It doesn't have to be even a majority of people. It can be a small percentage. Those people that do go vote, those people that, that pick their butts up mm-hmm. and go vote, those people are going to... Uh, elect a government that is going to attempt to get you and your friends that have opted out to uh, follow their little rules. They're going to attempt to, and what I'm talking about is people should stop following those rules. They should they should people, not harm others, but they should not, you know, if they're making should, unreasonable should take demands. take a practical look at this and realize that we have a government and the purpose... No, we don't. We have men and women calling themselves government who are willing to do, uh, who are willing to threaten people with violence right, in order and they're to get there. their way. You, w- you would not say that those people are fictitious, those people is that exist. correct? Right, great. Now, you get to have some sway in who those people are, and I would prefer to have those people want to take less taxes and enforce fewer rules on me than to have right, people but I, that I'm want tired of begging. higher taxes. Right, I see what you're saying Voting there, Mark. Voting is not begging. Well, I know that, Mark. It's not, it's not begging, but it's participating in the system. And those people... Even if you elect people that are going to be less tax people in that they'll... Let's, let's say they actually go ahead and cut taxes a bit. 
then you still have taxes, and people are still forcibly extracting money from you, whether they call themselves, you know, pro-liberty or not, doesn't really do you matter consider to yourself, me. Do you consider yourself, uh, like, my friend? Sure. Would you, uh, you know, you'd make some effort to defend me if uh, bad people were coming after me? Yeah. Okay. You know that I'm going to continue to pay my property taxes whether or not you opt out, right? That's your problem. Right. That, that's my choice. I'm, I'm choosing to do that yeah. because I know that those people are com- going to come after me and my family. I have a, a situation what if you're where wrong? I'm, I'm a situation where I'm, oh, I know they will. Well, what if enough people stopped paying to where they couldn't possibly come after everybody? That would be that's sometime well into the future. Why does it have to be that far in the future? B- because they haven't stopped paying. Right, so somebody needs to stop paying so others can follow that feel person. Feel free to stop paying. I'm getting closer and closer. Feel free to do that. I'm not, and I'm not goading you or anything. Please, feel free to do right. whatever it is you wish. Right. And if However, I... in the process, you can step forward and attempt to defend me. If you're not going to defend yourself, you can attempt to f- defend people you know that have um, situations where they're more vulnerable to the, the powers that be. Because, look, if you end up on the street, you can handle that situation. I cannot. I've got a family... Mm-hmm. I, I've got, I, you know, financially. So you're saying I should vote for you, Mark. You're saying that's the reason I should I, vote. I'm, I'm, I'm only giving you many reasons that you should vote. Hmm. That's one of them. That's an interesting one. If any one. of them are motivating, you should do it because it's pointless not to. There is no point. I can understand some kind of weird moral thing in there, but it doesn't achieve anything. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to chime in on that discussion because I still haven't made up my mind. I'm debating making maybe making this my last time. I mean, I've been doing it for a decade, and really, I'm just so tired of the entire system. I don't want anybody to think that I endorse it in any way, shape, or form. I understand, Mark. You're saying that you want to be defended with my vote, but I'd rather just defend you uh, in other ways. I'd rather go out and help people understand liberty, and I'd rather go out and you How's know that come going? to your come to you. To, it's going pretty well. We're getting well, new people moving here all the time. Sure, it's fantastic. The, the, Person by person, drip by drip. But there's a long way to fill this bucket. And until then, we have things to do. They're extracting thousands of dollars a year from me yeah. until then. And it's, it's not going to be any time you know, soon that, that uh, property taxes are going to go away. Give me, some kind of, uh, give me some kind of timeline that you're thinking on very optimistic scale. So, so Mark, would Five you, years? Because that's to... going to be more than $10,000. It's going to be yeah. $15,000. Would you be willing to, uh, to pay a portion of your property, uh, the property tax bill, or are you just going to keep paying the whole thing? I, 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 don't, I don't get to make that option. I own my house in conjunction with, with my wife. Laura, and right. I I know what she'll do. I know what she did the last time I tried to make some waves uh, on the property taxes. She snuck the check in. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, there's, she's scared of these people. I mean, you people can, are you can hear it them, in yes. everything that they say. I was making an anonymous blog post that was, uh, or blog post, but uh, message board post that was, uh, you know, sort of anti-government and somewhat incendiary. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want me to, to do that because... She the, was worried they'd track you down? Yeah. I mean, you know, people, people are, are scared. that scared. They, they really are. They are that scared. And... and that's why people just need to drop the fear and What does that say about your on. government if you're that scared? They're not my government. Well, I, I, I'm asking the people on the radio. Yeah. 800-259-9231. We go unscreened to the amp line. Who is this? Uh, this is Julie. Julie. Where are you calling from? I'm in Kentucky. All right. What's on your mind tonight, Julie? You know, I've, I've been listening to the show for a while, and um, Ian, it seems to me that if if we take into account your your vision of no government and people living happily with each other, I kind of think of it as Ian's Island. 
Okay. I, I, I don't support no government. I support self-government, where each individual gets to decide for themselves what to do and how to govern themselves. I'll let you come back, and we'll talk more. Hang on. More with, was it Julie? Yes. Julie. All right. More with Julie in moments, and your calls as well, at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Halloween edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are free, including the bulletin board system, over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, everything from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering free seminars over spring break. You can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. All you have to do is get there. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Go banana slugs. Uh, March 17th through the 12th at Emory uh, and at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. March 14th through the 19th. You can go to libertarianseminars.com for more information. I'd encourage anybody who's a uh, undergraduate, graduate student, a recent graduate to go check it out at libertarianseminars.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're continuing with the phone calls here. And then, Mark, you made a, you made a pretty persuasive point. You sort of expanded on your please do it for me uh, point. Help defend me, those who are too, uh, you know, scared or in, too, in situations that are too, oh, I guess you've got too much to risk or too much to lose, uh, too scared of what the government might do to you in order to, uh, in that you will not participate in non-cooperation and things like that. Please, please vote for the lesser of the evil candidates for me. Do it for me to save me a couple bucks in taxes. And, and I, that's a persuasive point. It's a persuasive point. I understand that lesser's, a lesser of two evils is still evil. I got that. At some point, um, you know, I mean, if you disagree with a candidate on one issue, I, I don't think that you should, uh, you, you know, if you're talking about a difference between a candidate who's, uh, you know, 49% uh, against freedom and one who's 51% against freedom, okay, I can see not getting in the middle of that argument, not voting for those people, yeah. especially on a national level. What's the point, really? But when you're talking oh, I'm about... I'm not voting on a you know, presidential race. When system. you're talking about, uh, a, a, you know, 15% versus... 60% against anti-freedom, um, you know, anti-freedom candidates on a local level. I think that's something entirely different. Let's go back to Julie, waiting patiently. Uh, Julie, you're back uh, with time to explain yourself. So go ahead with what you were saying. Right. Um, thanks. Sure. You were saying right, right before the break that uh, you believe where people can, uh, you believe in a place where people can self-govern themselves and yeah, kind of be the masters of their domain. That's and, what people do for the most part. Yeah. Right. Right, and and I'm, I guess what I want to know from you is how do you envision this community? Like, how are people interacting with each other? How is the living condition? Are these people, like, living in houses with walled fortifications? Why would you to... need that? I mean, we'd be living in the similar places we live today. It'd, it'd be a lot like what mm-hmm. we have today, except the people calling themselves government would have to start doing business on a voluntary basis. They'd have to start doing business and offering their products and services on a consensual basis. So if the government school teachers, uh, you know, want to continue doing their thing the way they're doing them, the, the, whatever it is they're doing, uh, they'll have to get people to voluntarily fund them just like the private school people would have to. Uh, and, you know, the government people 
that are providing whatever other services out there, like fire protection or police protection, they're going to have to uh, be open to market competition. They're going to be having to offer customer service for the first time. I mean, these are all good things. These are positive things that will bring a wonderful change to our lives. And if anything, people will be feeling safer because the police won't be out there harassing folks for possessing a joint or something silly like that or pulling people over for running through stop signs. I mean, they'll only be going after people that are really uh, putting others in danger and that are harming others and destroying property. So I think people will be a lot safer. Well, that's fine. But what if you're a really rich person and you can hire like your own private army and you decide you just want to take over a town? Well, you know, I wish you good luck with that uh, because you're if you're going no, to take over a town. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that there might there might certainly be sociopaths out there. Sure, in that sure, it's a paranoid kind situation. Of system that would take advantage yeah. of the freedom uh, and the goodwill of 90% of the you know, the population it's an where easy, there's a 10% screwed up part that Julie, wants it's an, to control you. It's an easy uh, s- scenario to jump to, and it's it's been brought up in the past uh, because it seems plausible. I mean, it, on its face, it sounds like, well, you know, Bill Gates, he's got a lot of money. He could go crazy one day and just start killing people. Well, there's a few things that we need to bring into uh, to play into this discussion to really kind of understand why this wouldn't happen. And the number one reason is because the people, if, if you wanted to go and take over a town, you have to realize there are certain things you're going to be dealing with. Number one, people who are armed are living in that town, most likely, and whoever it is you hire to go take over that town for you, because you don't want to do it yourself, you're a rich guy, you don't want to go in and actually tote the guns yourself, the people you hire are going to have to be willing to deal with that, which means you're going to have to pay them quite a bit of money, uh, because they might end up dead, and their family might end up with a, you know, a missing spouse as a result of that. So you're going to have to pay quite a bit of money, but let's say you've got a whole lot of money, and so it doesn't matter. You can just spend all kinds of money uh, to take over this particular town. Well, again, you know, you're going to lose some guys. People are going, you know, people are going to perish. You're going to have to keep replenishing those troops. But even beyond the economic factors, and the, the economic factors are that destruction uh, in this way is very, very negative in that you're blowing things up, you're destroying things, you're losing life, you're not actually gaining anything, you're not providing anybody with a product or service, you're not making profits, so you're literally just throwing money down a hole. But beyond that, you yourself, the organizer of this little jaunt, will be, uh, <laughs> you will be under target. I mean, there's no international uh, rule of association between countries that's going to say, uh-uh-uh, you can't attack Julie, she's, she's organizing a war, and that means you can't attack her. Well, no, you're going to be completely fair game. If you're organizing some sort of takeover, a violent takeover of any sort of plot of air, uh, plot of land, the people that are living in that plot of land, and many of them may have professional defense organizations they've hired to protect their plot of land, those people and those defense organizations, protection agencies, are going to spring into action to fight against whoever it is you send against them. They're going to find out who you are. They're going to find out who's organizing whoever it is that's trying to take over their territory, and they're going to come after you personally. So are your men going to continue following orders? after you're dead and you can't cut them the check anymore? I would, I'm, that's a very persuasive argument to that, but I would suggest that Thank you. I think, you know, I think that you could see possibly alliances between little city-states, because I kind of envision that that's what you're thinking could happen if on Ian's Island of no government, that, was, that would kind of be the way that things kind of fell, because people naturally like to group together and stay in groups and live around, around people that feel the same way that they feel about things. And so you'd have these little city-states, and I could see that there would be alliances between city-states, and 
if there was one army that was kind of powerful and those people had a lot of uh, weaponry that we didn't have or whatever, I mean, I guess in a free world, in a perfect free market, you could have whatever weapons that you wanted. You could, but, and I don't um, know if city-states are quite... yourself from the sociopaths army that wanted to take over your town, but it seems to me that the government that was set up by the Founding Fathers was written, even though it was not all-inclusive at the time, it was written with the idea in mind that it was to not necessarily tell you what you could do, but it was to protect us from overreaching um, power mongers. Yeah, but it didn't didn't do that. control people. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Are you talking about George Bush or Bill Clinton? I'm sorry, I I got a little confused. George Washington. Well, George Washington. Uh, right, George Washington uh, led the or led the army or sent the army under uh, White House White Horse Lee uh, to uh, push to squash the Whiskey Rebellion. Uh, there was also right. Shays Rebellion. So I mean, you know, right. these, these were not necessarily great men. Tyrannical in those ways. men, you know, in their own right. Hang on, we're going to bring you back more with Julie here. It's a fascinating conversation. She's bringing up some good objections and want to come back with more and your calls as well at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. It is your show, 800-259-9231. But you've got to make that call to make it your show, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show, Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That, again, is SACL CAI. We're having an extended conversation with one of our lady amplifiers uh, her name is julie and uh, we are talking with her about this is whole she on the shrine you know i was going to ask her about that uh julie are you on the shrine i don't think you are are you no i'm not you're not reprehensible okay. well hey now there's no <laughs> obligation to be part of the certainly shrine. not uh, but i need to recap you, where you we recap. Were. i want to jump in i didn't get to say anything really uh, okay julie. well uh, anyway what we're talking about is julie's concerns about you know the whole issue of uh, getting rid of the governmental structures that we have today replacing them with perhaps some sort of voluntary consensual based uh situation and trying to essentially get a grasp on those concepts and it sounds to me like julie's in a place where i was just a few years ago with sort of this reverence for the Constitution and the, and the founding fathers and all that, and and wanting to uh, to to I guess institute those original concepts uh, better than they currently are today. And I, I've since moved on beyond that. And one of the uh, preliminary books that helped 
helped, I guess, shape my viewpoint today is the market for liberty. And I just want to recommend it before Mark jumps in here. Go, uh, when you get a chance, to book.freetalklive.com. That's book.freetalklive.com. Get yourself a copy of this. It's free. It's an audio book. You can download a PDF as well. And it'll really give you a good idea of how a uh, truly consent-based voluntary society could work. And I want to address city-states after Mark co- goes ahead. So I want to come back to city-states. So go ahead. Julie, I, I share many of your concerns as far as uh, doubts as to how exactly this free market system of uh, Ian's would work if his uh, less authoritarian uh, system of governance. But, you know, I think that uh, we who want smaller government from the Goldwater Republicans on to the anarcho-capitalists need to realize that we're on a train that's going in similar directions, that the country has not gone. I mean, the, the, with Republicans and Democrats in, the, in charge of the government up until now, we've obviously gotten bigger and bigger government. And I don't want to alienate these guys, even if I don't believe uh, entirely in everything that they say. I look at their position more as a moral position not as a necessarily a practical position. Certainly they can make some some arguments, but it's so far removed from our world, from what, what life is like, that I, I just sort of say, hey, you know, let's try small government and then we can go from there to no government. And many of them will, will look at that and, and, and they're fine with it, incremental anarchism or whatever it is that they want. So, you know, I, I, I share what um, your concerns. Well, I... My point, though, I mean, I think just on a basic human level, I mean, just stripping it down to being a human being, you know, most people like to be around other people. And people like to, like I was saying earlier, they like to live in places where their values are sort of the same as other people's. And anytime you have a group of people that live together, you got to have rules. It's kind of like... I have and rules so, in my house. Therefore, you've got that, you know, call it by another name, that's government. Well, so no, and this is where I'm going no to disagree. government, it's an anarchy, you know, anarcho-capitalist, whatever you want to call it. It just, I, I know mean, that I start you guys to envision like, like this, like a, a walled, everyone lives in a walled compound because you never know. You know, I don't, I don't know. No, that's not what I've been talking about at all. Let me see if I can clarify here because I have no objection to rules. And I think that a lot of people conflate government with rules and it's not appropriate. Uh, government is a term that is typically has to do with force. It has to do with coercion. I understand some of the minarchists out there want to hold on to the term government, but in the uh, the common usage, what government means to people is a group of men and women threatening others in order to get their way. And all I'm talking about doing is stop the threatening, stop the violence and the force. This doesn't have anything to do with building walls or who's in what community where or anything like that. I have rules in my house. If you come into my house and you go up into the bathroom and you're a guy, we ask that you sit down. That's because Julia doesn't want to, you know, and, and I, if we're cleaning the bathroom, do not want to have to clean up the splatter that's going to hit the side of the wall from the result of the guys standing and going to the bathroom. So we ask people to sit down. Uh, you know, when you come in, you might be asked to take your shoes off. So there are some uh, rules that apply to my private property. And indeed, right. you're right. Your, when, what about, like, your town? Like, if you were going to have a town... Well, that's just that it. Like and that's where I... Perfect line, your, you know, the way that you want it to be... But and that's not... 
not a see. Okay, okay. I don't want the town to be anything. I just want people to have the ability to control their own private property in whatever way they feel is appropriate, as long as they're doing, they're not doing harm to their neighbors uh, in that way. And so, so when you but say, you "Do to I want to control a town?" Of... No. It, hold on. Before you go on, the the whole idea of city states doesn't apply to the vision that I'm discussing, the consensual, uh, voluntary society, because the idea of a city state still suggests that there is one monopolist organization calling themselves government with uh, with a coercive dominion over that particular geographic plot of land. Whereas, for I mean, instance, it, here in, in my house, I have one insurance company. The person that lives next door to me might have a different insurance company, and the people down the block may have other uh, insurance companies. And all those insurance companies are, you know, they're competing for various different factors, uh, customer service and price and, and uh, things like that, in order to get people's business. So if we're talking about the services that government provides that allegedly people need, like police, you know, like protection or fire protection, I'm just simply suggesting that they be offered on a voluntary basis so other people can come in and offer competing services so we can have better service, we can have lower prices, and we can change companies if we don't like the, the treatment that we're getting. So this is not any sort of geographical dominion situation at all. Does that even make sense? No, I'm with you on the companies thing. I'm with you on the free business stuff. I'm I'm 100 percent on on that side of the All argument. All right. So you where's the no, confusion? I have no complaints there. It's just that I guess I'm I guess my concern is that there are still people, and maybe you know the more that you live your life, and you might you know experience this as you meet more people and you know get out and get older. I guess there's a lot of people out there, not a lot, but there are a few people out there in the world that just don't care about other people. Sure. And, a lot and, of them are in government. Right, exactly. A lot of them are in government. I've met a few that are actually just people that you wouldn't suspect to be, you know, uh, non-humans, but they are. And sure, they're willing to hurt other people, people to get their way. Yep, I'm familiar right, with them. Right, and those are the people, that, I mean, that would take advantage of this society. And you How have would they to take have, advantage of it? I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then you don't have a point. I mean, if you don't have even a... Well, I guess what I'm saying... No, hold on. I guess what I'm saying is, like, uh, people that would like to control other people through, you know, deviousness, manipulation, um, maybe not overt violence, but implied violence, just because they're, you know, they are sociopaths. You know, there are these people out there. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that government, even though, and, and I'm using the term government as to mean the set of rules that a society uses when they decide to live together. That's not what government is. to be is. able to protect you from those people. Otherwise, where is your protection from? Like I said, if they had a yeah. bigger police force than your private police force, would there be a war between the police forces no, in your No, because town, it's, as I explained at the beginning, a, a war like that is economically unsound. It just creates loss. The only reason why governments... It hasn't stopped anybody from having a war, That's because... Hold on. There's a rest of the explanation here. That's because governments have the, uh, the printing press at their hand, and they can print out as much money as they want in order to buy as many bombs and as many guns and pay as many troops as they want to pay, whereas the privateers that we're talking about here do not have the ability to print out money, and so their money that they're going to spend on hurting others in your scary scenario is going to have to come out of their bank account, which means that that company 
is going to have to somehow make that money through providing a good product or service in the first place in order to get the money to go and wage the war that you're so afraid of. It's just economically, it's just not economically sound at all. Uh, take, a, take a look at the market for liberty and then, you know, burn through that. Come back with some more questions because it's been a good discussion. We've got to get to other calls. Thanks, Julie. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything on this program, and we'll talk about it. It is the live Halloween edition of Free Talk Live. Still to come, we've got to get to the costume story. This is Free Talk Live, and it is your show. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, well, we ask you shop with us. Head over to uh, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and order whatever it is you need for life. They've got over 41 categories in which you can shop, including used items. So you need to save a few extra bucks, go used. And Free Talk Live will still get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Again, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative. It's private and confidential, guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. You know, I got uh, Julie, Julie off the line there because I, uh, we had Gene, the Christian anarchist, who'd been waiting patiently, and then he drops off the line. So, uh, Mark, any comments on our conversation with Julie? Was there something that she threw out there that you didn't have a chance to respond to? No, well, you know, I'm not, it's not my job on this show to defend uh, the position of no government. I, I... Self-government, Mark. It's not no government, it's self-government. Um, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, voluntary interaction. I, I can see some. I, I can, from a moral standpoint, I can see some advantages to it. I can also see some practical disadvantages. And you know, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. However, I think that we're so far from that point that we're going to have that. That it's we're just in the education phase right now. Yeah. We're still in the phase of trying to educate people on the benefits of liberty, the benefits of uh, uh, I say smaller government and you know whatever you know what we really need beyond education though mark is we really need some people with the capital and the willingness to take the risks to start up competing organizations sooner rather than later and and that's something we're far i feel like we're far away from i'd like to you know i wish it was happening now i wish those people were here in new hampshire and i wish they were putting together you know private protection agencies private banks all kinds of alternate choices in the marketplace that people could go to private fire protection you know i i but the problem with it is because government has this monopoly on many of these areas or it's granted monopoly privileges to things like the banks and stuff like that because uh because they have these these coercive monopolies it's not really a good business proposal to jump in at least in in most ways that i can think of now i'm not the innovator in those realms so for all i know there's somebody out there that's been thinking about this and they know exactly how they could profit from a private bank or they know how they could profit from a private protection service and they've just you know maybe they've been uh, gathering capital together and saving up for the moment when they can launch their service i it just seems to me like on its face looking at the idea of starting up a, just a private protection service alone 
would would be difficult. It would be difficult. It'd be difficult to find clients because the clients would say, "Well, you know, I'm being forced to pay for these government protection services. So why do I? Why would I want to go ahead and and hire yours? Yeah, you might be better, but are you five hundred dollars a year better? I mean, I don't know what the prices would be. I have no idea how this would work out. I wish there was somebody out there saying, "Yeah, you know, this is something I'm working on. This is something I want to do. It's something that I think I can do, and and you know, put out a vision for how it might work." Because it seems like something that would be a poor investment because you'd get shut down by the government people. Like if the government people saw you competing with them, they'd want to stop you from doing that. They'd come in there and they'd call you a gang or something like that. And they'd prevent you. They'd snatch all your equipment. They'd steal your cars from you. And then there goes your investment. How do you deal with a situation like that? Can you buy insurance against government at this point? How about government protection insurance? You know, so it has to start somewhere, and I'm sure it will start somewhere. I know there are people out there that are proposing private identification cards. That's something that would be pretty easy to put into play without having to be worried about government rating the business or something like that. But alternative currencies? We saw what happened to the Liberty Dollar. They had their offices rated. Now, does that mean that 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 it can't be done right? Does that mean it couldn't be more decentralized, where you could have several offices, several secret locations, things like that? Sure, you could do all that. It's going to increase costs, but you could do all that. So, but the, the question is, are, do we have the people, A, with the capital, willing to put it on the line, and B, willing to put that capital on the line and, and take those risks of ha- possibly having their investment literally stolen by their competition? So, it's... How far are we from that? I think that's one of the most critical phases to reach when we actually have people that are willing to make those investments and take those risks. Because then, if you do have those competing services, and provided they aren't shut down right away, you really will have something that's better than education. You'll have something real that people can actually switch over to. You'll have something that uh, tangible that people can say, wow, you guys are actually helping people prevent crime you're helping teach uh, women and children how to to shoot firearms and you're you're putting up new uh, systems and innovating new ideas as to how to help people uh, keep safe organizing neighborhood watch groups or whatever it is that the innovations would be that we would see from the marketplace in some of these areas people would be able to look at that and say wow you guys are responsive and you're affordable and the government people are not responsive and they're awful and they're expensive you know what Maybe it is time that I take a little risk myself, since all these wonderful people have been risking their businesses. Maybe I should take a little bit of risk myself and tell the government people, hey, I'm going to pull my $400. I've calculated, you know, looked at the budget or whatever. I'm calculating that uh, your police department is costing me $400 a year. So I'm going to take that money out. I'm going to give it over here to uh, Joe's Private Protection Service because I just think they do a better job. Thanks, but no thanks, guys. And then just, just to sort of have people shift away from the government services to the market based services i mean that would be an ideal situation because it would be an automatic education and it's something real that you could point to to say hey look this works this works come on over join us let's pull our money from the government system but how do we get from here to there it's going to take people with capital willing to risk it period that seems like the end of that story to me I think that uh, I, I think that you can very well uh, get enough liberty-loving individuals in one state where they can can manage to vote a smaller government. I really do believe that, and uh, I hope you're right, Mark. That's why I moved to the Free State Project, and yeah, the results aren't going to be lickety split, but they are going to be. It's going to be a path that's a heck of a lot easier for many people to take. I'm just simply and not. That they willing, don't have to take risks, right? I'm not willing that's to put the problem. In my, my opinion, quarter of a million dollar. Yeah. Homestead on the line. I am. Let's go to Mark in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. 
Hello there. What's on your mind tonight? Um, the, what you're talking about, actually. Let's say you, you, you guys are wanting small communities like this, but if it caught on and the whole country went like this, uh, and then when it comes, this is just a question because I, sure. I don't know how it would work. Uh, but what if it would come time for war? Who is going to make decisions? Who would be fighting the war? Excuse me? Let's paint the picture a little more detailed before the the question is answered. Who would be fighting this war? Uh, let's say somebody like 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 what's happening now is is we've got Bush going over there to Iraq okay. um, for, you know, for for terrorists. Who is going to make that decision to go fight if you ah. have a community like this? Well, okay, what we're, we're talking about here is a voluntary society, a, co- a consent-based society. So if you're somebody who thinks that war is valuable, and I am not, but if you're somebody who believes that, then certainly you'll be able to find other people who are – and I'm not saying you're this this person. I'm just using you in a general sense. Right. If you right. are one who believes that war is in some way valuable and that you want to go and blow people up around the world, then you can start your own little war company and try to raise some money with uh, some of your other warmongering friends. Oh, uh, throw it all in together and I, go and like bomb to, whoever you want I'd to. Like to. Keep to, me to, out of it. To paint a clearer picture of this than my partner is. I mean, he's uh, using inflammatory terminology. and I, I'm not trying to I, I inflame think, him. I do think... Uh, do you you remember um, when they were doing? They were looking for Osama bin Laden. They put a price on his head. I don't know what it was, but it was like some ten million dollars or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, now imagine for a second what what they don't what you don't know and what most people don't know is they made it illegal for American companies to do anything about it. Who in the world is more motivated than Americans to go after the guy who blew up Americans? It would mm-hmm. seem to me that a company like Blackwater. Um, and if you put a real bounty on this guy's head, call it a hundred million dollars, and you wouldn't even—you'd be at a tenth of what we've spent on this nonsense. Oh, a hundred million is far less than that. A uh, uh, hundred billion? Hundred billion? Yeah. It, it, I mean, you know, you pick your number; it's far less than what we've uh, spent. But you know, a hundred million dollars—you don't think Blackwater could mobilize and go find uh, Osama bin Laden? Sure, sure they could. But, yeah, but you're not yeah, really. I mean, really that doesn't great. really address his question, though. I mean, the question was who decides these things as far as going to war, yeah, and and there would be no reason to go to war because there would be no centralized command and control government of which to speak. So there would be no there would be no entity in the first place that would have the ability to make those decisions or to print out the money to fund it. There'd so, be far less war. So I don't know if that answered your question. If it didn't, hang on, and we'll continue the discussion. Bring you back for hour three, okay? Okay. More with Mark if he stays through the news. 800-259-9231. It's a good discussion, one that's important to have. It's fleshing out some points we made earlier with, uh, or I made earlier with Julie. And so hopefully Mark will stay through. We'll talk to him and your calls as well. Plus, coming up, the top 20 Halloween costumes. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This November, support the real libertarian. Support George Phillies for president. George wants Uncle Sam out of your wallet, bedroom, and gun locker. This November, send Henry Paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message. Vote Libertarian. In New Hampshire, vote Phillies for President. Donate at ChooseGeorge.org. That's ChooseGeorge.org. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. 
This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at uh, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go back to continue... The conversation with Mark in Ohio, uh, just to bring our listeners up to speed who might be tuning in just now. Last hour, we had a conversation first with Julie and then with Mark, just sort of about uh, my idea of transitioning from this current authoritarian, coercive government that we have to a uh, truly voluntary, consent-based model for society. And essentially, Julie and Mark were asking several questions that inevitably will pop into one's head uh, about, well, what would things be like in that particular society? How would so-and-so work? And so that's where we pick up with Mark, where he was talking about, and the question that was on the table was, well, in a in a voluntary society, who will decide on going to war? And I did give you a brief explanation, just to recap for those just tuning in. In a voluntary society, there is no central command and control government of which to speak that we're so used to having in our day-to-day lives, this federal government or state government or whatever. There's no centralized government uh, that has access to the printing press to where they can just print out as much money as they want to start all the wars that they want to. There is no central government in the first place. So everybody has their own lives and they're living them. So if you want to go and start wars with people, it would be up to you to figure out how. Does that make any sense? Okay, well, let me change the scenario. What if we got attacked on our own land here? Who is we, and where are you talking uh, about, in Ohio? No, in the United States. Well, what do you mean? You mean people are going to be attacking, (laughs) like China is going to attack every square inch of the landmass formerly known as the United States? Because there would be no United States anymore. Well, whoever wants to attack this land west to coast to east coast, however they want to do it, then who is going to be uh, in charge, I guess, to... Everyone uh, would. You would be in charge of your own life, and you would get to decide how to protect yourself, your family, your business, your friends, based on what you think is best, and the marketplace would provide you with options to allow you to do just that. Of course, I must ask, what is the motivation of the attacker? I have no idea. Well, that's yeah, but it's a reality. Like, you you need to think about those they, things because they don't, the, the the common they don't motivation like is to take over uh, to take over land. I mean, is to uh, to uh, to bring more land under one's uh, one government uh, government structure uh, that you know control. And so, if there is no government structure to take over, in that again, there's no centralized governmental command and control structure for the other government, the foreign government, to take over, then they would have to go literally house to house and occupy. Uh, an entire country or whatever the plot of land they wanted to take, which would be quite difficult when they're going up against armed Americans who don't very li- very much like the idea of their freedom being taken away from them. So you're talking about quite a difficult proposition. Okay. Well, I just wondered uh, how you think it would work. So. I hope I helped explain it. Well, let okay. I, thanks thank you, Mark. Mark. Um, and now, it. now I'm going to pick up Mark's uh, you know uh, lance here, and I'm going to run with it. Now okay. we've done we've done this many times, um, and I you know, and, and by the way, <laughs> folks, I'm letting him win because I I can't I can't win this one. I don't know how. Letting me win? Well, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm picking up the lance because 
this is a question that people have, and you've got to kind of come up with some okay. scenarios. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the right. landmass formerly, land, land, land formerly known as the United States, <laughs> um, and somebody decides, I am going to go after New York City. It is a land of great wealth. Uh, I should sure, be able to get sure. some things out of there that are good. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. Pillage. I'm rape. Gonna, I'm going to pillage and rape the, the island of Manhattan. Okay. Um, good luck. I, I, I have, uh, they don't have guns there, so you might get away with it. <laughs> procured one of these uh, bat- one of the United States the the, the landmass formerly known as the United States old battleships. Yeah. I have a battleship. I park it in uh, uh, Hudson uh, up the Hudson River. I uh, mm-hmm. then begin to hold hostage the uh, the people of Manhattan. Now wait a minute. I take it back. If we're talking about are we talking about Manhattan and New York has actually gone free market and people can actually own guns again? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so we're talking about a true free market up, world. I don't think that uh, so a, you per, pull a, your a, big, a big metro like New York City would, would is really going to work in a free market scenario. I just don't imagine that to be so. If well, you're, just because you can't imagine it doesn't mean it's, it's true. not possible. But, I, I but let's deal with the situation. Yes. You've got a battleship pulled into uh, the, the harbor or whatever. Yeah, and they're going And you're going to what now? Do do what? I'm holding them hostage. I who? have uh, wait who the people that the, the, the people on uh, in, the longshoremen in Man- in Manhattan. Oh no, this is a battleship, dude. I'm, I'm not I'm not aiming, aiming a shotgun at some guy on a pier. Well, okay. okay, all right. So who, how are you going? What are you going to do? You're going to send uh, a videotape or like a like a, a video feed to the news agencies? Yeah, there you and go. Say, I, I send I send uh, you know demands to the new news agency in the form of uh, video. So and how I, will what will the demands be? Um, well, what do you want? I, I've got a covered mat. I've got a covered face, yes. and my uh, voice is as in right. some way, and I say, people of New York, give me one million dollars. Oh, that's chump change. you well, got to go higher than that okay, because whatever. I mean, there are 15 million people in New York. They could all just throw you like billion 15 dollars, cents. right? <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> so I want a billion dollars. I want... Like, here's 15 cents. Get out of here. <laughs> Take your damn money. I want, uh, I want all the gold bars that you have beneath the <laughs> Wall Street and stuff. I want all the money. Give me all the money. <laughs> well, you're going to have to actually... Take the gold bars somehow, so you'll have to have a Deliver it to and, the pier. Yeah. Or I will blow you up. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, it's an interesting scenario. Well, and it's if an extortion be- scenario. Right. Well, and if you believe it to be a, a potential reality, and I suppose, I suppose, like, nobody could have thought of this, and then you could pull a surprise, and what would happen? How would these defense agencies respond? I don't know. It's a good question. The defense agencies, there would probably be several in a, in a place like New York where, I mean, you're talking about a lot of competition for a lot of potential business, and you, who knows what sort of devices these people will have at their disposal. Maybe well, it's going to be huge news. Um, let's Let's. Uh, I, I, I'll pick up the other planes, side. They could I'm have not, helicopters. I am not for your nonsense. However, I do think that uh, I do think these scenarios. It's a fun world. To I can play always. Uh, I can always come up with something. Okay, so you've got some rich free stater nut in New Hampshire who's got his own MiG-21 Fox Bat. It's possible. And it's absolutely possible. You can buy. John Travolta an, has a MiG. You can get it. Yeah, you can buy an old fish bed. I, you, they're probably actually gone, but you can buy an old Fox Bat. As a matter of fact, from Russia. I don't know what they're doing with the old American planes, but there's. Absolutely, fighter planes out there. What's a battleship going to do against a fighter plane, especially a relatively modern fighter plane? I mean, imagine the <laughs> acclaim that I'm going to get if I yeah. fly in there with my, you know, relatively new moder- modern fox bat and I'm dropping hellfire missiles on this guy. Yeah. 
uh, battleships are designed to uh, essentially to threaten land masses. They're not in, uh, really designed to take out aircraft. I'm sure that there must be some kind of Vulcan gun that they can mount on these things that are going to give it some trouble. But uh, you know, at the same at the same time, a guy's looking to be a hero at this point. Yeah. I mean, imagine the acclaim. Imagine what your life is going to be like once you're the guy that Who saved, saved New York Manhattan. City. <laughs> and that's just one guy with a fox bat. <laughs> now look at the now look at the kind of acclaim that. Uh, a defense agency would get you know we're the agency yeah. with a with a with a three squadrons of of migs Right. I mean, how persuasive would that be? I mean, we know how the government is persuading people with this whole security theater. There are people out there that see the, the TSA and they see the uh, the Department of Homeland Security and the and the police with their uniforms and their uh, their black clad uh, appeal. They see that, that, that stuff and it makes them feel safe. Now, we know on this program, because we've read the stories and we've dug into it and we found out that it's just theater. It doesn't really do anything to keep anybody safe. But that said, people like the idea of feeling safe. And so uh, these uh, these defense agencies would be able to pander to that, you know, just like the car companies say five star safety rating or J.D. Powers uh, certified this or whatever. Uh, similarly, you can have a similar situation with these private defense agencies where they can say protecting the nation or protecting New York City since 19 uh, you know, or since 20,000 uh, whenever. And so they would they would be able to advertise themselves as being the best protection agency. And here's our roster of things that we've helped. Literally, we know we've stopped these crimes because we were there. Here's the video footage, not not some speculative thing where people like we have today say, well, the reason we don't have terrorism is because of the FBI. There's no real story that you can point to. They haven't really stopped anybody from doing anything that anybody can tangibly, you know, tangibly look at and say, yep, yep, FBI stopped those folks. Because it's, it's just nonsense. The FBI isn't stopping anything. The reason why terrorism isn't happening is because terrorism isn't happening here in America. Period. Whereas in a, in a free market situation where people are competing for defense contracts, if it was happening, where's the news about it? Right. Like, where, where's the news of all the the captured terrorists? I mean, when they find a, a three guys that are buying cell phones, they sure trumpet that from the rooftops. Yeah, these and then find out it was just they were just selling them on eBay. These defense agencies would actually have to have real stories to point to in order to build their rep. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, it's 1-800-259-9231, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and around the world, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. You can get perks, too, like access to the Ample call in lines chat room forum more get all the details get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com if you know somebody who's in college recently graduated from college uh, let them know about liber- the, the libertarian seminars.com they're having uh, in- the institute for humane studies is having free seminars over spring break that some of the past uh, topics have been does walmart reduce social capital public choice and education the government and morality uh, they're they're uh, at uh, the University of California, Santa Cruz, and Emory University. You can find out more at libertarianseminars.com. And the Institute for Humane Study picks up the tab for the whole deal. 
That's except for your airfare. Well, that's not the part of the deal. I mean, right. yes, you got to get there. Uh, LibertarianSeminars.com. All right, 800-259-9231. That is the number. You can bring up anything. Let's see. Are we tapped out on that topic, Mark, finally? The, uh, the whole free market yeah. uh, defense thing? Sounds right. like it. We move on. Let's talk costumes. You got that story? I do. The top 20. We do this every year, the, uh, the top 20 costumes. It's my favorite because, you know, this, this affected me in my life at, um, at one point. What do you mean? I was raised Christian and uh, went to a Christian school, and many of the, uh, you know, Christian kids there, I can remember one in particular who, um, whom I was a friend of mine, and I'm not going to say her name or anything mm-hmm. like that, but her, her family was particularly religious, and she wasn't allowed to participate in the Halloween festivities that we had oh, at the right. school. Because um, Satan will take control of your soul. And I just think it's so sad to me the way these uh, families get all bent out of shape about uh, Halloween, Harry Potter, and all this stuff. You know, many of these uh, Halloween's just fun, okay? Yeah. And I, I think it's really sad the way they, you know, some parents say, "Oh, let's go to let's go to the church and we'll go to the Hell House or whatever." They'll have some, you know, they, they won't let the kids dress up at all. This was a Christian school. Wow. For, at, you know, these Halloween events. So even most of the parents at the Christian school weren't so stuck up to where I mean, their kids were allowed to dress up, they were right. allowed to have fun, they were allowed to party, but this young girl was prevented it from was, doing any of that. It, her and there were a couple few others, but there's always some party. Usually poopers. they were, um, you know, sprinkled out throughout the years i went there right. nine years and i can remember you know basically they had this at my school she had to go, her her mom worked at the front office she had to go to the front office sit there with her mom that's what happened at my school well, and it was a regular school parties yeah you know a par- i mean doesn't that suck it's awful okay so the number one costume of uh, the, the 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 heavyweights in this category costumes but okay well it's because it's story, they wouldn't though. let her um, dress up yeah and that's all these kids want to do is dress up, sure. eat some candy, maybe some cupcakes. I mean, they're not doing satanic rituals. <laughs> you know, they're not sacrificing anybody. Your yeah. kid dressing up. Putting a plastic mask on is not satan- uh, satanic. No, it's not. Now, I can understand <laughs> I, I, I can understand having some temperance in this area, and that's why I mention this list every year. The the heavyweight, the number one coming in, I don't know how many years in a row, is... The princess. She's, I want to be a princess. She's four million little girls in America dressed up as princesses. This is from the year. Retailers Association? Right. This is from the National Retailers Federation dot org. Okay. NFR dot, uh, NRF, excuse me, dot org. And, and um, now that's just princesses. Also, number six. I wish six, Julia were here right now to talk about the princess thing because she has a few things to say about it. There's this whole idea uh, that's so common in this country that little girls should be princesses. They should be treated like princesses. And they, no, no, princesses are people that are weighted on hand and knee. They're prim and proper little They don't bitches. produce anything. Yeah, they're <laughs> useless. They're pretty to look at, but they've got attitudes and you know the, this princess mentality that people should just be buying me diamonds and gold, and I should just be able to sit back and eat bonbons all day. And it's I don't think it's very good uh, to 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 promulgate this. I don't think and that I agree with you. Princess is necessarily the right direction to come from. You know, I think that you can you know uh, let your little girl dress up as a princess, still teach her about the real world. Little girls want to dress up like princesses. I would not stop my daughter from trying to dress up as a princess. Uh, you know, they'll only want to dress up like a princess if they've been watching princess movies. I, I, you know, that's the kind of thing that little girls are interested in watching. That's because that's what they're fed culturally. 
Uh, maybe you think girls want to be princesses without knowing what a princess is? I don't no. know. I don't have to deal with this particular issue. Um, You've got a boy. I have a boy, and he's not going to dress up like a princess. He'll be watching <laughs> things go boom. Yeah, likely true. Uh, the the uh, but anyway, the point of the, the matter is princesses not satanic. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably not. So that's eleven point five percent of the costumes. I'd like to add that number six Disney princesses with almost three percent, and number. Um, shoot, number 12, fairies with a half a million little girls. Fairy is a princess with wings on her back, all right? <laughs> that's that's the only difference between a princess costume and a fairy costume, wings on her back. Well, now, fairies actually have some magical powers. They're useful. I mean, right. they can heal what, things. What and... does a magical power look like when you put it in your costume? It's about the mentality, Mark. That's I understand. I, I'd rather have saying... my daughter be a, a fairy than a princess. But it's the same costume it's with wings on it. Would you agree? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Prince, I'm not the going only, to go out on a I, I don't think that there's too many fairies with the long pointy hat there on top. There you go. See? But not like it at all. There's Princesses lots of, don't have wings either. Uh, princesses. Right. It's right. Wings, I'm, I'm right. saying, is the distinction wings. between okay. princesses and fairies. Gotcha. You have this thing about princesses that most people don't. Take, into, they take that right. into consideration. It's just a pretty dress. And no, it's an attitude, my friend. No, no, it is it, it's an, an attitude. attitude. It's an attitude, perhaps, for some girls that you have dated in your life or no. something like that. Some that no. you have met. They're it's all not an attitude place. for a six-year-old it starts, girl. It starts at that young age. If you start indoctrinating them with this princess mentality at age six, you can then by the time little, they're 16, they're going to be You can dress little... your little girl up as Boba Fett and still spoil <laughs> her, dude. That has nothing... It, you know, like, one is not the other. I wasn't saying that you couldn't spoil your, your kids right. otherwise. I'm I, just saying we're talking the princess... About Satan here, man. Can somebody back me up? I don't have Julia to back I, me up on this. I, I agree with you. Thank I you. totally right. agree with you. I know that there's lots of girls out there that have crappy attitudes right. and they've been raised by their family that have crappy attitudes. Thing. And absolutely, there are boys that have the same problems. No doubt about it. Now, uh, that's all I'm saying here is that I understand your concern about Satanism and all that stuff, but Halloween is not the same thing. I'm not talking to you oh, about okay. that. I'm talking to the audience again. Yeah. <laughs> now, Number Those three, witches. Um, <laughs> number, let's see, I'm picking out number... Now, they can argue that that ten. is, that oh, is it evil. Is. That I, is evil. I, I'm picking, that's why I'm, I put in princesses. But you can have good witches, too. Princesses came in at 16%. Are good witches satanic? Um, yes, I mean, absolutely. Wait, 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 what? From, from the point of view that of a Christian, yes, they are. Why? Uh, not from the point of view of a witch. Because I don't. Because you, if you have any other gods before me, you are, um, you know, you, you can't have false gods. False couldn't, gods are satanic every time, as far as Christians are concerned. Couldn't a good witch be considered like an angel? Um, they have angel on the list, not the same. But couldn't it be considered? No, that? a witch is a real thing. Uh, a person who has decided is doing, a, you know, magical type mm. ceremonies. An angel is a spiritual being. All right, more on the way here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is. I'm going to read through the list the entire entire in its entirety. But you know, I just want to point out the differences here. Right, well, I like talking about these things. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. You're welcome to chime in here on uh, your favorite costume or hated costumes or I don't know whatever. It's free talk live and it's the Halloween edition. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show, the live Halloween edition of the program. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Nothing really changes on the live Halloween edition. It's just Halloween. want to let you know we're here. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and all the features on the site are totally free, including... The Wiki. You've got over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And the big announcement that I mentioned last night about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum, the big speaker that I was talking about, I guess it's public knowledge now because I just went to the Free State Project's website and he is listed there. He is Glenn Jacobs. Also known as Kane from the WWE, he will be in attendance and speaking this year. Last year he was just attending. This year he's got a speaking gig. It doesn't look like he is uh, one of the keynote speakers, as I thought he might end up being. Uh, but either way, he is definitely going to be the biggest attendee at the uh, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Followed up relatively closely by the, uh, organizer. the organizer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris Lawson's a big, big man, Chris too. Chris Lawless. Lawless, excuse yeah. me. So that's awesome. I mean, uh, Glenn Jacobs is a hell of a nice guy. I uh, spoke with him actually recently, and I guess he's now coming out of the closet, uh, apparently. he's. It says right there on the Free State Project's website, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, that he is the man behind the adventures of Citizen X, uh, it's, which is something that we've had advertising on our website for quite a while. Uh, people were wondering, who is Citizen X? Kane. He is, or that's what he's known as professionally, and in real life, he is a very mild-mannered guy named Glenn Jacobs. Such a nice guy. Um, I mean, you know, just as pleasant he's going to be. I think he's had to overcompensate in life for his his size, and uh, you know, mm. he's he's it's intimidating being in his presence. So he yeah. has to be particularly quiet and mild-mannered and gentle with people. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you want, he'll put you in a headlock for a picture or whatever. Um, I, I, there's, right. there's lots of pictures, lots of libertarians in headlocks. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I want Glenn Jacobs to smash statism. <laughs> so he'll be talking at the Liberty Forum. So that that right there is a is going to be, a, I think, a major draw for a lot of people, uh, being able to meet somebody with the I, – I, I mean, the guy's got star power. He won the heavyweight tr- uh, championship this past year, didn't he? Oh, I, I don't know enough about what he does I for a living. I believe he I, did. I went, I went to YouTube and I watched some of his wrestling matches. I, I know for sure he is, in fact, a WWE wrestler. He has the belt. If I'm, I mean, unless it's been taken from him since then, he has won the – I mean, this guy's big in the realm of uh, uh, we'll, professional wrestling. We'll have to ask. So, of course, we had him on the show last year from the Liberty Forum. He's going to be speaking this time out. We'll have him on the program again. You'll get to meet him if you're there. We'll be there doing our program live every single night from the Liberty Forum. It's happening early March. Head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up. There's all kinds of other great speakers that we're not going to tell you about this time around. But you can use this discount code, 2009FTL, to get 10% off. That's 2009FTL. Get 10% off and come out and join us at the Liberty Forum and meet all kinds of liberty-loving people. Uh, people that have moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, many people that are considering moving, and find out what it's like to be surrounded by people that actually get it about freedom. It's really quite an experience, and we look forward to seeing you there. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. As we continue, the top 20 
costumes. Uh, I don't know. Let's just do the top ten in, in, in males and, and females, unless there's particularly interesting ones within the, the ten through twenty the reason, range. The reason that I bring this up isn't because anybody really cares what costume kids are wearing out there. And these are kids' costumes, not adults. And I think that do we have adult costume? I think that there is like an adult sexy costume. nurse or whatever. Yeah, the, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know Halloween. Uh, Let's go through the kids list. Letting, letting, well, well, uh, you were saying the reason you were doing it. Teenage, I interrupted you. Letting young women dress like tramps since 1987. Um, the uh, yeah, this is the kids' costumes, and I'll go with you on this. But I just want to point out the uh, the princess, the number one costume here, and, yeah. and I I mentioned the princess includes Disney princess and uh, and fairies and. Um, if you take those numbers, it's like 16% of the costumes, mm-hmm. which is only pretty much pretty much worn by half of the population, of the, you know, because the boys aren't wearing a lot of princess outfits. Okay. So then you're talking about so double that number, and you've got 32% of the girls are wearing princess costumes. A third of them are wearing princess costumes. Wait, wh- wait, wait, wait. Why do we double the number? Because it's half of the population wearing princess costumes. But I thought only 16% of females nope. are wearing them. No, 16% of kids. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, 32% of, of thir- you know, a third of girls are yeah, wearing princess that's a outfits. lot. It's a lot. Oh, okay. Wow. So the parents that are out there, you know, keep, keeping their kids from doing the trick-or-treating thing and going to Halloween uh, parties, you know, what are you doing here? Uh, I was confused, Mark. I'm sorry. I thought that we had 20 for boys and 20 for girls. It's 20. Let's go 20 for 20. We, I will, but okay. um, I want to list off witches, <laughs> vampires, and monsters. So witches are at 4.8%. Do these numbers for me real quick, if you would. Uh, 1.5% for vampires and monsters at one point. Two percent. So um, basically, you've got uh, four, three, you know, something like eight. Yeah, something like eight percent of the, you know, of of the the whole total child population. So uh, is is dressed up as something that one might consider satanic. Now, I suppose a fairy, a fairy might fall into the satanic ca- category. Magic. If you want to get really crazy here, but then just tell your little girl she can't have wings on her princess outfit. It's simple. I, I, you know, I can see parents so you're saying who are Christians th- saying you can't be a monster, you can't be a vampire, mm-hmm. you can't be a werewolf, you can't be a, a fairy. I can you see you could be you- Jesus. That's weird. Somebody was actually apparent. There was another story that I didn't pull tonight, but I saw it in the uh, potential prep. Was there was a I guess a young man who uh, wore a Jesus costume to school and got kicked out of school for it. I think that's overboard. I think that's strange. I don't even know what to do with it all. But I can tell you that if What's your little boy wants Jesus? to be Han Solo, yeah. he's not worshiping Satan. And <laughs> neither are any of his friends that are dressed up right. as Power Rangers and stuff. Yeah, okay. No doubt about Let it. Let me do the list now. Um, the, the Powerhouse. Wait, we every were at year. Witch. We were at Witch, right? No, actually, um, I, I'm going to go start from the top to bottom. I just want to pick oh, out some Oh, you're highlighting. Things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number is, one. Are we, okay, this is the most popular costume? Number, most popular costume. For kids. For kids. Okay. Uh, 11.5% of the kids, which means 22, 23% of the uh, yeah. little girls, princess. Got it. Number two, pirates, 5%. Arr. I guess that's Johnny be, Depp. Yeah, right. Right. Witches, 4.8%. It's an easy costume you can do over and over again, and I think that's why it gets done. Spider-Man. It's so Halloween, too. I mean, a witch thing. Yeah. Spider-Man almost eclipses witches. He's had those three movies. He's wow. very popular. Yeah. Iron Man didn't show up on this list, and I'm really surprised. Tisk, tisk. Um, Superman, however, did. He's an easy standby. You can take the costume. You can pass it down to the brothers beneath. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So, what about Captain America? Did he make it? Captain America doesn't make no. the lists. No. Uh, that's what Jack was this year. Right. Uh, if you want, if you try to find my Facebook, if you want to see pictures of Jack in, in his okay. Captain America outfit. Okay. Um, so superheroes, pretty big showing so far. Yeah, superheroes are big. You can't call them satanic. Superman got his powers because right. he's a visitor from another planet. Right. Satan didn't give them to them to him. <laughs> he is not, uh, you know, he's not in any way spiritual in yeah. any way. He's just a guy from a you know a planet with a red sun. Spider Man bitten by a radioactive spider. No Satan. Uh, All right. Disney princesses. Uh, number six, so that gets added, as far as I'm concerned, to the number one. Yeah. Um, Power Rangers, number seven. Still big, huh? Yep. Power Rangers are essentially colorful ninjas. Although they might be, um, you know, ninjas might be paid killers, Power Rangers are superheroes that do good. You don't want your kid dressing up as somebody who does good. What about the naughty thoughts that you get when you see the Pink Ranger, though? I, I don't even know if they have girl Power Rangers anymore. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I, do they have like a new edition of Power Rangers? Are they still year. making new episodes every year? Really? That's my understanding. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know, but I mean, I've seen new and new and new uh, Power yeah. Rangers. I don't keep in touch with these things. Number eight, a pumpkin. I saw a little girl at the mall today. She must have been one and a half. It's a satanic fruit mark. And she was walking around dressed as a pumpkin, and it was the cutest uh-huh. darn thing. She wanted, She was getting uh, candy. She didn't even know how to say trick-or-treat. Right. It's cute. Anyway, cat. I suppose black cats. Can't call that. I, so, uh, yeah, That's just cultural. They've been, they've been connected to witches, kitties. but it's cultural. Yeah. Um, by the way, have, has anyone ever heard of uh, black cats getting uh, uh, snatched and, and bad things done to them on Halloween? My no, mother's I don't, petrified no. that uh, my fat cat, Senor, is going to get kidnapped on Halloween. You can't let him out on Halloween because he's, somebody's going to take him. You know, if you want a good satanic animal... Uh, vampire, excuse me. Vampires? Virus That's vampires. what I was going to say. If you, need a, if you need a good satanic animal, you don't want to go with cat. If you want to do something satanic, you want to do a cerebus. You know, a three-headed dog but it's that not guards a real the animal. river Hades. It's a different the river sticks. The river sticks. It starts Hades. Hades. Um, yeah, There's you get to Hades through the sticks. All right, more on the way. Uh, the final ten most popular Halloween costumes on the way. Your calls as well. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Halloween edition. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free. And if you uh, like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then please vote for us at the Podcast Awards. Head over to podcastawards.com, scroll down the page to the political category, and select Free Talk Live. Go down the rest of the page, fill in the necessary info, submit your form, and then you might have to check your email to get a verification email to make sure you're a real person. But that's how you put your vote in for tonight in the podcast awards. I say tonight because every 24 hours you can vote. So tomorrow night you can vote again. Uh, and you can continue voting all the way through November 6th. And we, we need, those need votes you too. to, please. Uh, because this will be our fourth podcast award in a row, which we may be the only podcast to actually win four podcasts in a row. That's the very well possible. The competition is really stiff this year. It's, it, it's really stiff and we don't know until it's over who won. There's not an amount right. of votes out there. We can't keep a tally. We don't know who's ahead, we who's behind. We just have to keep throwing the if votes somebody out, If somebody's out there managing to, to mount a big campaign... We're in trouble. So we need There's you. There's some major shows on there. They, you know, they might even have more listeners. I don't know. We need you to go to podcastawards.com and vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. And thank you in advance for doing that. And if you can do it every day, that's super. If you can't, 
well, you got to do what you got to do. We really appreciate anything you can do to help us out. But uh, head over there and go to podcastawards.com. Vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. All right, Mark, we continue with the remainder of the top 20 costumes. Uh, these are for kids. Top 20 kids costumes in America. Continue at number 11. Right, for believe. 2008. Um, yeah, I, we got through number 10. and uh, Number 11, Angel. Okay. Hey, you now, know. you could actually be Satan. Right, because I mean, what you're talking about earlier right. is, just to bring our <laughs> listeners up to speed, you're talking about how these uh, religious freaks out there want to keep their kids away from uh, Halloween. Oh, it's a satanic holiday. And you're pointing out that if you look at the list of costumes, there's stuff like Superman, there's uh, various different superheroes, there's uh, princesses, Disney princesses, all kinds of very positive, non-evil. The vast majority of things are yeah. just kids, you know, superheroes Fun and... Fun stuff. Pirates. Superheroes and princesses are j- just... It, it, it really Pirates aren't satanic. For the vast majority of this. Pirates are just dirty men, you know? Yeah, I mean, they I, do some, some of them do bad things. But it's just, I don't know. And and I I think that when you're, I think you're talking about when it comes to to your kids, to some extent, you're talking about, uh, you know, rearing your child. How, if this is important to you, you know, maybe you could, you know, uh, rear your child to want to dress up as the good guy as opposed to the bad guy. You know, I I don't think that uh, when I was dressed up as a pirate, there was some Cub Scout thing that I don't really remember much Mm -hmm. about. But um, when I was dressed up as a pirate. You know, I didn't think of myself as a bad guy. I just went, err. Right. It's fun. Yeah. You get I, to wear an eye patch. That's fun. Well, you know, yeah. So angels, uh, I, I would think that that would be a good Christian costume. However, you do make a good you point. It could be Satan. Satan Satan was, in fact, uh, God's uh, right-hand angel, if you believe. The light bringer, right? Isn't yeah. that what Lucifer stands for? I think so. Um, what was he bringing light to anyway? I have no idea. Twelve. Fairy. I suppose you it's harmless. I suppose you could be uh you know t- saying this is a satanic thing. I don't think so. I think it's a princess with wings stuck on her back. Yeah. Um it's just a dress up thing. But whatever. Number 13, ninjas still hanging on. I don't know why. I think it's cuz it's an easy costume. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I can see why as a good Christian you wouldn't want your kid to um to dress up as a paid killer. Fine. Um if so, keep him out of army man clothes too. Mm, good point. All right, um, and there's a Is lot. Of, I there? saw I saw a lot of cops and a lot of soldiers you at bet. the children's parade. Yeah. Um, I I don't see them on this list, but I saw a lot of that. Number Those of, people are hurting other people for real, like soldiers and cops. They're hurting people. That's that's evil, isn't it? Yep. So um, yeah, number fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen is SpongeBob SquarePants. I saw quite a few SpongeBob SquarePants mm-hmm. costumes at the Children's Parade. Yay. Uh, number 15, Batman. I don't think he's – he's definitely superhero. I, I think somebody might try to interpret that as something satanic-ish. He's certainly – Because he's the Dark Knight. Right. He's the Dark Knight, you know. <laughs> but you can't – there's no Batman story out there where he's a bad guy. You can't be – you know, Batman can't be the Bright Knight because otherwise everybody figured out he's just a guy in a costume. He doesn't have any superpowers. Captain gotta, America does it. It's got to be dark. It's got to be dark out. You got to obscure the fact that you're just some guy running around through an alleyway, jumping around and stuff. The story behind it is is that uh, you know his parents were killed, and I guess he saw some kind of omen bat thing when he decided that he was going to avenge them. So Captain America knows superpowers. Captain America knows superpowers. Was uh, injected with the super soldier serum. Has uh, is, is stronger and uh, as agile as a uh, Olympic level athlete, but. Just got a. He's been augmented um, then. He's, he's somewhat augmented, right. but he's not. You know, he's stronger than you or I. But yeah. uh, all he's really got is a bulletproof shield. Gotcha. 
that he can throw really good. Next up. Cheerleaders, number 16. Yeah. Well, these are little girls. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Okay. 17, football player. Um. I didn't see a lot of football players. Don't understand exactly why, but uh, yeah, the football player, number 17. 18, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's on a huge resurgence. Disney has... Get uh, out of re- here. Yeah, you yeah, Disney, coming back? Yeah, they have. Disney has realized that uh, the fairy thing's big these days. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because moms liked fairies and have passed it on to the daughters, and so fairies are big, but I, I heard something on NPR, and I believe it to be true. Tinkerbell on her way back. She's Where getting, are the Transformers, man? No Transformers? Transformers are old news. They had a movie. I mean, normally the yeah. movies... Oh, man, that's a bummer. I don't know what to tell you. Um, these th- these lists have a tendency not to change much throughout the yeah. years. Uh, not Monsters coming in number 19. I can see why you wouldn't... Yeah, if you're a Christian evil, person, I can bad. see why you wouldn't like that. But I would encourage you, let your kids go to Halloween parties. Don't yeah. keep them out of these festivities. It's it's just... It's, it's, it's fun. Damaging. It's okay to have fun. I... Am psychologically damaged because of my Christian upbringing. Don't you think Jesus you, would like a good Halloween party? I mean, come on. You know, l- let your kid grow up with the idea that Christianity is good. Because I look back on it and I look at it as bad. You mean as far as uh, as opposed to them growing up with the idea that it's just a bunch of unfun, uh, stuffy bastards? So, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what the idea would be. Right. You know, I just I think that uh, you know people take their religions too seriously. They jam it down their kids' throats, and their kids end up turning away from it when they get older. I was raised as Christian. They didn't as you even can jam it down kid. my throat. They didn't even jam it down my throat. Uh, you're you're just iconoclastic. <laughs> you're just that kind oh, of guy. Okay. But I, I I wouldn't care about the religion otherwise. But I went to nine years of Christian school. I was a, a Sunday school teacher. I was very into this stuff, and. I, I got to tell you, it's it, it it can leave a lasting impression. Don't push it so hard that your kids hate you for it. I don't hate my mom for it. I hate the hate the uh, religion. Let's continue. Number twenty, Star Wars characters. Wow, hardcore. Yep. So they lumped them all together. I wonder how long they've been on there. I wonder how long Star Wars has been on the top twenty list. I mean, has oh, it been there since nineteen seventy seven? Six. They've had six. Mo- had six movies. Right. Um, they had one out this year. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to comment on the uh, the costume situation. You know, since we're talking about the Christian people, let's go to the the uh, the the, re- the requisite Hell House story that we normally talk about. This is a little different. Normally, we talk about the Hell Houses where the the Christian churches will put on what's supposed to be a, what's purported to be a haunted house, but then when you go in, you find out that they're just trying to preach to you and showing you all the evil, terrible things that people do, and it's going to send you to hell. And if you don't repent when you leave the Hell House, you're going to go to hell too. You can join our church for and come out and hang out with us. That's what they try to do. They try to recruit people with this little hell house thing. Well, there's a different church, the Southside Assembly of God, uh, according to ClarionLedger.com, that this year is going to be offering a uh, haunted house that's a bit different. This one is to, intended to scare visitors with a glimpse into the future. The walkthrough production will present a, pos- a post-rapture world where Christians have been snatched away to be with Jesus, while frantic survivors scurry to make sense of life without religion, hope, and freedom. According to one of their uh, youth pastors, this is really a challenge to be ready when Christ returns. You should seek to be at peace with him, and you should be helping people and doing good things. So when he returns, you won't be ashamed of your life, and he won't judge you for your actions. Called Hell House, the end is now. The theatrical experience puts a new spin on the kind of haunted houses that have become popular over the last decade in many evangelical churches. Uh, This time, they'll be starting with a short film about the rapture, then lead visitors into a living room scene in which a man comes home to find that his wife has vanished. 
The tableaus then become increasingly eerie as visitors encounter a world stripped of a basic money system, national identity, and religion. The youth pastor said, one by one, everything we hold to in America will be taken away. The action will culminate with Jesus' return to a world ravaged by nuclear Armageddon. Counselors will be on hand as visitors emerge from the production, just in case it shakes them up a little bit too much. So the Christians, they're getting a little innovative. They're going with a future story instead of the you know typical hell house motif that we're so used to hearing about here on Free Talk Live. And I don't know. I don't know if there's much to say about that beyond people are scared of all kinds of things. And it's completely irrational, the idea that you should be uh, concerned about these things happening because somebody wrote some obscure text decades upon hundreds of years ago. Much of the uh, the modern view of what hell is 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 based on uh, pagan beliefs and just not even found in the Bible at all. Yep, we're out of time for tonight. We can talk more about hell any old time you want to. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want anytime, but not now because we're done. See you tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.